Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to One Word with Miss Liz. And we are going to start this week out with a new word. Our new word for this week is elevate. And we are going to be able to raise or to lift up into a higher position. And I just gave you the definition for elevate. To raise or to lift something up to a higher position. So as we begin this, let us pray first. I know I kind of pray at the end, but let's kind of switch it up and open up with the prayer. A very simple, short prayer. God, we ask that you open our eyes to the areas of our life where you want us to live more abundantly by living more in line with you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes just a simple prayer will get us through. We kind of get all out of shape about how long the prayer is, how many words we're using, but just a short, simple prayer. Father God, open up our eyes so we can see ourselves. So let's just kind of look at this. Go back. Just go back, uh, what, six months. Go back six months ago when it was time for the new year to come in. And what we did, a lot of us remember the promises we made to bring in the new year. You might call them resolutions, but you promised to do something better when this new year came in. And I just want to throw out a question. How's that working out for you? Well, let's just put all of our cards on the table and tell each other that there is still room to be better and to do better. And here's why. Uh, God still wants to work on our lives. He still wants our lives to work out. Yes, he wants to work on our lives and he wants our lives to work out. So Jesus said that one of the reasons he came here is so that we, meaning you and me, would be able to live life abundantly. And you can see that in John 10, 10, where it says the thief comes not but to for to kill, steal, and destroy. But then it ends up saying, but I have come, meaning me, Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly. So in order to live more abundantly, we need to think about where we haven't been living well these past six months. There are five categories that encompass most of our living. Those five areas are financial, relationships, uh, or relationships rather, physical, work, and spiritual. Those are five categories that we encounter on a daily basis. Think about these five areas and then determine where you have lost some of the momentum. You know, you started out January 1, you was on all cylinders and you were going to make sure that you kept those resolutions you made, that you were going to keep those promises you, you made just as that new year was coming in. So think about where you are. Where are you slacking off or where are you being challenged? If you want to make this year better than last, and we only got like six more years, uh, six more months to go, there's probably one area 
or something where in one of those five areas where you might say, yes, I could do better. You may look at last year and say, my spending uh, sure out, out, outpaces my savings. So you've been spending more than you've been saving. That's not beneficial to living great. If you got more going out than you got coming in. So you might need to say, I need to change that. Or there may be a relationship that's fault faltering. You got some troubles in your relationships. Do you need to invest more time in it? Or is it physical? You might need to do something simple as, I need to eat more broccoli. You know, there are all kinds of ways in those five areas that we could do better. Maybe it's your career. Do you need to get better at uh, receiving feedback at, jo- at your job? Or can you finally start that business you always wanted to start? Perhaps it's spirit- spiritual. Do you need to learn how to rely more on God? The first step to knowing how to be better is to ask yourself those hard questions. And I say it all the time. You have to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, if you have set up on a daily basis, starting out saying, yeah, I'm just going to deceive myself today. I'm going to lie to myself today. Nobody does that. We need to come clean. We need to be honest with who we really are. Only when we're honest is when we can receive the help. But if you do not recognize faults within you, if I don't recognize faults within me, guess what? I cannot grow. So I need you to figure out what isn't working in your life right now and start taking steps to change it. Analyze the five areas of your life. Look at your finances. Look at your relationships. Look at your physical health. Look at how you interact on your job. And look where you are spiritually. Where you're, when you're focusing on those areas, could you do things better in the coming week? Let's just look at this week. Don't look at the rest of the six months we have left. Look at the coming week. This week right here. What can I do in those five areas to cause me to be better? You know, we started out saying we working on a better me. We are still going to work on being that better me. So I need you to ask God to help you to determine the best next step. You know, you guys know by now, when I ask you to do something, I have to do it as well. I cannot leave myself out. I have to ask God to help me to determine the best steps that I need to take. So as we are trying to elevate in our minds or trying to elevate in our bodies and our spirits, we have to be aware of the resistance. John 10, 10, what does the devil come to do? He comes to steal. If he could steal your peace, he could steal your joy, guess what? He gets to keep your goods. And that's not going to happen. For me, that is not an option. My peace will not be disturbed. My joy will not be disturbed. Because guess what? I need to keep all that God has given unto me. And if I have to put up, draw the line in the sand and say, this, you come no further than this, then that's what I have to do. So, you know, that's what the scripture says. The thief comes only in order to steal, 
to kill and destroy. So if you got any three of those trying to set up in your life, just know this, that's the devil. And you need to recognize him. Remember, we talked a couple weeks ago, we got to recognize his works. And then we have to put his works to a halt, a screeching halt. You can't come no further, devil. I recognize you, whether it be in a person, whether it be just the attitude that you have, recognize that and say, no, you come no further. So we have to realize that God came to give us life. And anything short of a full life is short of being blessed of him. And where do we cut those blessings off? He doesn't just say, okay, I'm just cutting off the supply. We do something to cut off what God has for us. So we want his love, his peace, his joy in abundance. And we want it to be full till it overflows. So I believe that's enough for today. Enough for you to think about. Where are you in those promises you made way back January 1st? All those resolutions, all those promises. Think about those areas that you made those promises in and you look at yourself right now and say, where could I be better? What could I do to be better? And we just prayed at the top of the hour. We prayed that God would help us to open our eyes that we will see where we need to be corrected. Now, don't be looking around, talking about my husband needs this, my wife needs this, my cousin, my sister, my bestie, whoever. Don't look around like that. You need to turn that light on you. I need to turn that light on me. It's a a one-on-one session this week. Don't be having nobody else in mind but you. We need to work on being a better better me. And let's do that as we walk through our one word this week, which is elevate. I am Miss Liz, and it is my pleasure as well as my delight to bring you the word of God. So I'll see you on tomorrow. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to One Word with Miss Liz. And we're going to continue on this Tuesday morning with our one word, which is elevate. And today we're going to talk about strength in your weakness. So as we work to make one or many areas of our lives better, there's a powerful principle that I want to go over today because we can use this principle on a daily basis that will cause us to be elevated in the areas that we find are weak in our lives. So we're going to call this the consistency effect. And it's simply this, small things done consistently over time lead to big things. And I use this a lot for for teaching purposes, whether it be the word or just uh, on my work area side, you know, you have to be consistent. If you start out with a task, and let's say you're going to build your muscles, the way that you're building your muscles, you're going to lift however many pounds of, of weights. Now, if you go and you just lift those, I'm going to say 20 pounds, you lift those 20 pounds, you know, whatever your regimen is for 15 minutes a day, you do that one day. 
Let me ask you this question. Will your muscles be built? No. Your muscles will not. That would ha- Only thing that you're going to get out of that first day is that you're going to be sore. You're going to have to push through and be consistent. Then all of a sudden, your consistency will bring you the results that you're after. And that's why we miss out on a lot of things. We are not consistent. So we want to make sure the small things done consistently over time will lead to those big things. So commitment is good. It can get you to the starting line and it can set your intentions. So what do you want to do? First, in order to be consistent, you're going to have to make a commitment. And that is a bad word for a lot of us. We do not want to commit to anything But commitment is good. And we can use that to start the line. We're at the starting line. Our starting line is going to be jump-started by commitment. It can get you through the week. But really, consistency will get you through the year after year after year. And remember yesterday, we went all the way back to December 31st, January 1st, where we made all of these declarations. We were going to do this and we were going to do that. And I asked the question six months later, we're six months into this year. I asked the question yesterday, how is that working out for you? I'm going to tell you how it worked out for you. By the end of the week, I'm not even going to give you the end of the week. By day four, January 4, you wimped out because you were not consistent. You did not commit to causing those things come to pass. And we're all in the same boat. Whatever we said six months ago, ask yourself and be honest. Did you make the commitment? Are you still in that challenge that you put yourself in December 31st? Just think about it. So you could change your life with small consistent steps in the right direction. So if you said, okay, I'm going to lose, that's it. everybody uses the weight thing. I'm going to lose, you know, weight this year. I'm going to be consistent in getting my health in order. That's what you said, December 31st. Come January 4th, you was eating Doritos. You was having a Hershey bar. You went and got a shake. You did all of these things that was totally against your healthy lifestyle. Instead of saying, I'm going to be committed to eating carrots. I'm going to be committed to infusing vegetables into my diet. We didn't approach it that way. We made that declaration. Then we did not commit to that declaration. But that's not all of it. You know, why we out here on a limb, we might as well go all the way. If all you do is say you're going to commit to change and you never start, you're not even making an attempt to step toward it, at some point, your strength will run out because you're not making the attempt. Now you just, oh, I just don't even have the strength to do all that right now because there was no commitment. That's why we all started January strong. Woo, we made all them commi- all those declarations. But eventually, we faltered out. We gave up. We did not make the commitment. So, <coughs> excuse me. The next point to remember is that you don't have to take those small steps in your own strength. 
you know, we get all bent out of shape, like, ooh, I can't do this, ooh, it's too much. Yes, it is too much for us because we're weak. There's a weak part of us that causes us just to want to just wimp out and lay down and, okay, I tried it, but it didn't work. But the good, good news is this. In the fact that there's the good news that God wants to help you finish this year strong. He wants to give you his strength. He wants to give you strength so you can improve and be consistent. So how do you tap into the strength of God? Just how do you do that? You know, I love the word. Nothing is left unsaid when we go back to the word. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth saying this, For when I am weak, then I am strong. What does that mean? He is saying he discovered how to tap in to the strength of God. And if we figure this out, we will see it's an amazing gift from our Heavenly Father. So let's read that. 2 Corinthians uh, 12, 9, and I'm reading now the NIV version. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I would boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. So I'm going to look past my weakness. I'm going to look past that because the power of Christ can rest on me and give me that strength. So the first step into tapping into the strength of God is to admit that you are weak. Admit it. Come clean with it. I'm weak. I don't have the ability to stay committed to this because I'm weak. You don't have to hide them, share them, boast about them. I know I'm weak. I don't know everything. God isn't disappointed in your weaknesses. He wants to help you. Just admitting your weakness is a huge first step. Sometimes we don't want to face it because we want everybody to see the strong side of us. We will never believe that God's grace is sufficient until we believe that we are insufficient. Let that sink in a minute. Just let it sink in, and I'm going to say it again. Our strength will run out. We agree about that. We will never believe that God's grace is sufficient until we believe that we are insufficient. Then the second step is this. Ask for God's grace. Ask for help. Admit your weakness and say, I need to apply more consistency here, but my strength will run out. Can you give your grace and your strength? Can you please help me, God? And God's strength will give you the power to move forward when your strength runs out. We just have to come to grips with, we weak. There's nothing we can do outside of the power of God's strength. We need God's strength to help us love. We need God's strength to help us stay uh, on the straight and narrow path that he's placed us on. We need his strength. Our flesh wants to just run amok. Our flesh wants to do anything. Our flesh wants to say anything. Our minds wants to think whatever it wants to think. But we have to be to the place 
I can't do this on my own. There's no way. My thoughts is crazy. I need to get some word in me. And I need to have my, my thoughts transformed, just like Ephesians says. Be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Why? So you can prove what is good, what is acceptable, what is pleasing in God's sight. That's the purpose of having your mind transformed. So we can do that when you tap into the strength of God on a daily basis and move forward with consistency. He is going to write a beautiful story about the power and the strength he displayed in your life. He's going to do that. So what can we do? Let's wrap it up. Small things done consistently over time lead to big things. What are the small things that you could do to make big changes in your life the rest of this six months that we have left? Where where is your potential weaknesses? Where are they? Identify them. How will you ask God for his strength when you're weak? Those are the things you could think about. Let ponder over those three things and see if you if you ask God, God, I need your strength. God, I need your guidance. Do you believe that he'll do that for you? I do. I believe if I ask him to help me, he will help me. He will not ignore his child. And I belong to him. If I say Abba Father, I claim him as Abba Father, then I am confident enough that he's going to look over me. He's going to watch over me. He's going to give me what I need because he's my father. Amen. Amen. Let's just say a little quick prayer. You know, and I said this yesterday or whatever day, you know, whenever I said it, I still say it. We don't need a whole bunch of words when we pray. We just go like, oh, how long is the prayer? Oh, how many words could I use in my prayer? Oh, some of us be invalid. Let me tell you something. Just be you. Just talk to the Father. God, I need help. Please give me your strength for today. Help me clearly to see my weakness. And please be my strength in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Plain and simple. Cut through the chase. I need help. I need you to help me. Help me to see. Amen. There you have it. So let's pick this up tomorrow and continue with our one word, which is elevate. I am Miss Liz, and it is my pleasure as well as my delight to bring you the word of God. See you on tomorrow.